Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. Hey, at the time this episode comes out, it'll be just a couple weeks before the year 2020. And whether you're listening to this at the moment it comes out or perhaps months later, if you don't yet have a podcast, what are you doing? Stick around because I'm going to tell you why you need a podcast. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, if he could interview anyone who's no longer with us, it would be Benjamin Franklin, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. This is session 402. My name's Pat Flynn, here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And if you haven't heard yet, you need to start a podcast. You're obviously listening to one and probably are subscribed to more than one show. If you are like most people, you are subscribed to anywhere between five to 10 different shows. One of the biggest objections people have when starting a podcast is, oh, it's too saturated. It's going to be hard to compete or somebody else is in the same space and they've had a podcast for a very long time. But hopefully you can even look at your podcast player and see that because you're subscribed to so many, you can realize that your potential subscriber could also be subscribed to several others already. And so this doesn't, it's not like a replacement. Somebody will listen to your show and replace another one, they'll add on to it. That's the beauty of these kinds of things. Podcasts are free to subscribe to, free to listen to, and as a result, people go crazy with listening to them and binge listening and subscribing to multiple different shows. So you can compete because you can be complementary to the other shows that are out there that people are already listening to. There's over half the population, at least right now in the US, listening to podcasts right now. Most, like I said, subscribe to multiple episodes. But here's the most important part of this thing. When you consider your listening practices, I mean, I don't know where you're listening to this particular episode right now. Maybe you are in the car, in a commute. Uh, Maybe you got the kids in the back. Hey, kids, how are you? Maybe you are on a walk, uh, walking your dog. Hope the dog's doing well. Make sure to pick up that poop. And then also, maybe you might be at the gym. Uh, you know, just push a little bit harder for me in the next set. No matter where you're listening, the big thing is you can listen in places that you can't or shouldn't watch a video or read a blog post. 
So I want you to consider just how many minutes are being spent listening versus watching and reading. A blog post that you might write might get read between five to 10 minutes, maybe a little bit longer if it's one of the beefy sort of blog posts that you've been writing and publishing lately. And that's cool. But guess what? Not everybody is reading every single word. They're skipping around. So you better be good with your sub headlines and just the way it's formatted. Yes, you can benefit from SEO. But on the other hand, you're also competing with a lot of people's attention on their other tabs that they have open with the emails that are pinging them, the Slack messages and notifications that are coming through. But when people are listening, guess what? It's not easy to get out of an episode, which is why the first couple minutes are really important. When you have an episode, you gotta hook them right at the beginning, and I'm gonna teach you a little bit more about how to prepare your podcast in a way that's gonna be not just sounding good, but also how to get found as well, and that's what this episode is gonna go through. But I wanted to kind of hit on some of these things really quick about why you need to start a podcast and what you're missing out on. The future state of this for you is an engaged audience, one who will fall in love with you and your craft and what you're doing, one that will paint you as the authority in your space, one that will enable you to reach out and connect with other industry leaders, one that allows you to bring your own students, your own clients on to showcase sort of like a testimonial or a before slash after picture for people who are maybe interested in that program you have to offer or that affiliate recommendation that you have to offer. There are so many reasons to start a podcast. But going back to the time thing, 10 to 15 minutes maybe with blog content on YouTube, I know this because I've been diving into YouTube a lot lately. If you get a person to stick around for five minutes or more on your YouTube videos, you're doing an excellent job. That's kind of crazy that five minutes or more is is doing excellent. And that's very difficult to do because again, you're competing with related videos, the videos on the scrolling portion of the, of the screen on the side. You're competing with comments and, and again, the exit button and all the other things that a person is doing at their computer or on their mobile device at the same time. Whereas with a podcast, you wanna get to that magic moment. And this is the key for any for any of you who have a podcast, please listen up. The magic moment is when a person is committed to listening to the show. And that magic moment is when they go, okay, I found what I need and I'm gonna put it in my pocket now, that device, and then I'm gonna go on that run, I'm gonna go on that drive, and then I'm just focused and I'm in. So the very, very beginning portions of your show, and I'm gonna go over some examples of different ways you could hook your audience in with audio so that they can get to that magic moment. But consider a podcast and after that magic moment happens, they are listening for, you are listening for, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour. If you listen to shows like the Tim Ferriss show or the Joe Rogan podcast, you're listening for two hours, sometimes even more at a time. Or even if you can't get it all in one sitting, you're looking forward to completing it on the way home after work or what have you. So there's just so much more opportunity for you and your voice, your brand, your message, your craft, your creative to get in front of people. And that's the power behind podcasting. Podcasting is also being searched for more than blogs now. I think we can all get a sense or a feel for just how podcasting has become a major platform even over blogs now, especially when you consider that, well, people aren't going to blogs anymore. It's been a struggle to be found. I've noticed from speaking with a lot of my friends and colleagues in the space that their website 
it's not getting as much traffic as they used to, even though they're putting more content into it. And on SPI, you might've seen recently a brand new redesign. We are trying to refocus the efforts on the blog such that people can get excited about it again. Because back in the day, blogs used to be exciting to read. Every single morning, you'd open that RSS reader and you'd see just a plethora of all different kinds of content from all different kinds of people that you subscribe to. But now there's just so much noise. People aren't subscribing via RSS feeds anymore, but they are subscribing to your podcast. And actually in Google Trends, if you look up just blogs versus podcasts, you'll see that around 2016, there was a there was a shift in that more podcast terms were being searched for than blog terms at that time. There's also been a lot of news related to bigger companies that are supporting podcasts. Google has said that they want to double the amount of podcast listeners by 2020 or 2021 using their search algorithms. And this is where we're seeing Google Podcasts show up. And Google Podcasts is interesting because it's a little bit different than per se Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you you could submit your show there. Google and its engines and its spiders that crawl around the internet, hate spiders by the way, they will find shows and then display them in their search. They show up on Android devices now. You can even play podcasts through your search results. If you look up the Smart Passive Income podcast, for example, in Google, you'll see a button where you could literally play it right there. If you just look up blogging podcasts, you'll see a row or an array of tiles at the top of the Google search with all different kinds of podcasts. And I think mine might show up there. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Now, you might be thinking, Pat, this is great podcast, fantastic, but there's a lot of bigger players coming on board now. There's a lot of celebrities. Aren't they going to take timeshare away from our listeners? Why would they listen to us when they could listen to others? Well, let me flip that. The celebrities and the big names that are coming on, I think the Obamas are gonna be starting a podcast soon exclusively on Spotify, which is really interesting. There's a lot of sort of exclusive deals coming on now, similar to how authors are doing exclusive deals on Audible now recently, which has been an interesting trend. And I'm not quite sure how that's going. But we see Conan O'Brien, we see Dak Shepard, we see all these other kinds of celebrities bringing their talents to the podcast airwaves. And here's the beauty about that. They are so big that they invite new podcast listeners on board. People who were never listening to podcasts before, now they're going to listen because their favorite celebrity has a show. And I guess what happens? They go, whoa, there's so many other kinds of things I could look for or search for or download or subscribe to. And our numbers grow as a result. So I welcome the big names, the celebrities, the news channels, the very talented NPR channels and, and, and people like Alex Bloomberg from the Startup Podcast who are just killing it with Gimlet Media and bringing new shows on board. I love that because that all means there's more opportunity for people to chit chat around at the water cooler at work and go, hey, have you listened to this podcast? And somebody going, oh, well, you know, I don't really listen to podcasts, but I mean, with that endorsement, how could I not? Let me get on. And then they go, okay, well, cool. I'm also interested in starting a business. Let me look up, you know, online entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh, who's this guy? Pat Flynn. Let me check this out. And if I can hook them in the beginning, well, then they're in. And now they're subscribed to my show too. And they might subscribe to yours as well. So I completely invite all these bigger names coming onto the podcast space. And it was Seth Godin who recently said that podcasting is the new blogging. Podcasting is the new blogging, and I love that because it really is having that same trajectory, and we're starting to see it now. Blogging, when it first started out, was like a nerdy thing, and only nerds knew how to do it because only nerds knew how to code it and get those subscription feeds going, and then all these tools came about so that all of us can do it, and WordPress came out and all these other tools that sort of lay on top of it 
Wix and Squarespace. I mean, you think about it, there's so many tools now. And we're now starting to see the same thing with podcasting where it's now more accessible and now anybody's doing it. And yes, it's getting more crowded. There's a lot more noise. But at the same time, when you create good stuff, it's amazing. The cream rises to the top. And if you can have a quality sounding show, if you could find your people, your people will start to spread the word for you. Shows, podcasts, a lot of podcasts grow internally. The external part of the uh, uh, of growing your podcast is a little bit difficult. We're still in the early ages of this, which is why, again, I'm glad Google's coming on. But findability is a little bit more difficult. Yes, Apple will help you out a little bit with their new and noteworthy section. And perhaps if you rank your show, great, you get a lot of free exposure. There's a lot of other ways to grow your show. I teach a lot of those ways in uh, a couple courses I actually have. Power Up Podcasting is one of them, which is for beginners. I have another one called Amped Up Podcasting, which is sort of like the 201 or 301 course because there's some things that you can do that you can only do once you have a podcast to sort of unlock new podcast listener streams for you, unlock profitability, all those kinds of things. But anyway, all this to say, findability is only going to get better from this point forward, which is great, but your show can grow better yet internally by people talking about it with others, especially if you nail the stories in the episodes. All of your podcast episodes should have some stories of some kind. Your podcast episode can provide value and content that is memorable, that gets talked about at work or at the dinner table at home. And these are the kinds of things that get people to share your show and have it become not just a random person on the internet that finds your show, but a person through the endorsement of one of your listeners. And this is sort of along the same lines as what I talk about in Superfans. That's why podcasting, in my opinion, is the number one platform right now to build super fans, to grow your audience, to have that tribe and community. So before we get into some tactics and tips for you as you start your show, hopefully you are convinced that this is not just here to stay, but a growing platform. And of course, like with anything, if you can get in a little bit on the early side, you're gonna be at a huge advantage. It was much like when I first started doing iPhone apps, I actually had an iPhone app company with my friend and we started in 2009. Early on, before there were 100,000 apps, now there's you know millions. We were definitely at a huge advantage and even though we didn't have the best apps in the world, we were still crushing it. We made over a million dollars in revenue at that point until we eventually let it go and realized that that was not a passion of ours. So we just kind of let that company dissolve. But we got in early, which is great. I got in early with blogging a little bit with specifically creating content for architects trying to pass a particular exam. And that went really well. And then a bunch of other people came on board and I still was able to outrank them and outcompete them. And I'm still, that website, greenexamacademy.com, still is alive today over a decade later with about two hours of work per year to keep it up. That's the passive part of it, which is amazing. Not not everything is 100% passive. Nothing is 100% passive, but you can make it really, really passive and you can remove yourself from the process quite a bit using these tools. And podcasting is a great way to do that because you can create that content once. You can tell that story. You can invite your students, your clients on. You can connect with that influencer or that guru or that expert in the space and you can record it and then it's out there in the world always serving you, always serving your audience. And then hopefully you can even get to the point where like I talk about in my advanced course, where those will then lead to emails, will then lead to a funnel, which then leads to people buying your course, buying your offer, becoming a client, becoming a student, what have you. Now, before we get into some tactics, I need to talk about some of the things that I know have been going through your mind related to starting a show if you haven't started a show already. 
Number one, you might be thinking, well, okay, Pat, I am not a great speaker. I'm not a great interviewer. I'm not good behind the microphone. You've probably even tried to record yourself at one point in time and have just realized that it's a big challenge. You know, you could talk up a storm all day. You go to a cafe and you, you chat with a friend. You could tell stories. You can, you can share wisdom. But at the moment you hit that red record button, it's like, man, deer in headlights. I don't know why they make it red. Shouldn't it be green? Red is like a stop color. And usually when we hit that stop color button, we stop just in our tracks. I think it should be green. Anyway, what you need to do is realize that I was also a very, very poor communicator until I finally started my podcast. One of the biggest benefits of it, of starting a podcast, besides all the things that it could do for you, the connections, the potentially money that you come by creating a business on top of it. By the way, a podcast like a blog is not, is not a business. Podcasting is not a business. The podcast is a platform to which you can build a business on top of. I just wanted to, wanted to set that straight. But I was not a good communicator. But one of the biggest benefits that I've found and uh, many of my students have found through podcasting is that you become just naturally a better communicator. You can't help but become a better communicator, a better storyteller, a better seller or marketer or just person who could build a relationship online because you are putting yourself out there. You're talking, you are communicating, and you just only get better once you start. I didn't start my show until July 2010. I first made an announcement on Smart Passive Income that I wanted to start my show in 2008. December 2008, I bought all this equipment. I'm actually gonna play an audio file for you right now of what my very first audio file was like. This is, I just bought all this equipment. I was living in my parents' bedroom because I had just gotten laid off and I was trying to save some money. My business hadn't really taken off yet. I was seeing a little bit of success and I started the Smart Passive Income blog because I wanted to share with people just what was happening on my Green Exam Academy architecture website. And I really wanted to start a podcast because a podcast changed my life. Thanks and big shout out to Jason and Jeremy from the Internet Business Mastery Podcast. But I bought all this equipment and here is what I recorded. Hey everybody, this is Pat from the Smart Passive Income blog. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to this. I think that's so awesome that uh, you know you guys are helping me out figure out all this new podcasting stuff. I'm actually uh, just bought a whole bunch of podcasting equipment for myself because um, I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I figured, hey, why not do one? So I mean, really, I, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. So I just wanted to get familiar with all the equipment that I have right now and uh, what it's like to post something online and hear what people think about it. So, I mean, you tell me, should I give up on podcasting now? Should I talk a little deeper or I don't, I have really have no idea. So again, just thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Keep coming back to the website. I got tons of information coming up in the near future and uh, let's make 2009 a great year for all of us. Let's make it, let's make it the most profitable year we've ever had. Um, and you know, I'll try my best to help you get there. So Again, good luck with everything. Happy holidays. And this is Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income blog signing off. Peace. Okay, so uh, so that happened. Man, every time I listen to that, I cringe 
you know, a lot of people go, Pat, that wasn't terrible. But I mean, hopefully you can tell the difference between where I started back in 2008 and where I am now. And it wasn't that long until I finally started to see some improvements in my communication. And like I said, that this was December of 2008. A year and a half later, I finally published my first episode. And if I could go back in time in the DeLorean, I would go, Pat, just publish something, get it out there. And I remember recording my first episode, even, even in like April or May of 2010, before my first episode came out, I, I recorded the first episode like three times. First time was just a mess. Second time, I scripted the entire thing. I wrote out, it took two days. I wrote out every single word because I was so afraid of missing what I was gonna say. And I read it and I recorded it and I just put myself to sleep listening to it because it sounded so boring. It sounded like a lecture. And then finally, I just said, I'm just gonna hit record. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm just going to put it out there. And worst case scenario, people might just, just continue reading the blog and the opposite happened. Everybody fell in love with the show. I made some mistakes. It wasn't perfect, but I was only podcasting every other week. And then I went to a conference and even though I was publishing three times a week on the blog, I was writing three times a week, publishing a podcast every other week, everybody was talking about the podcast. Oh, I love that story about this or that time you told me about that or you know that episode was great because or that really resonated with me and I'm like, okay, but what about the three blog posts that I wrote every week for the last few years? No, 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 podcast this, podcast that. So I came back from that conference. It was New Media Expo and I think this was 2012 or something or 2011. I was just like, you know what? I gotta flip the script. I gotta, I gotta podcast more and blog less. And then I added a second podcast in 2014 and now I've recorded over 1,400 episodes. Uh, I've amassed over 65 million downloads across five different shows now, including one with my son, all of your beeswax. We are in the middle of recording season two now. He's just have had other interests since then, but we're gonna get back into it, especially over Christmas break. And hopefully that'll come out in 2020, uh, season two. But as you can see, if I mean, if I could do it, you can do it. My son's doing it and so many other people. And I'm just very, very proud of especially the thousands of students who have gone through Power Up Podcasting and have put in their show in the student directory and have just been crushing it. Everybody who has just recently launched their podcast, I know we did a big push earlier in the year to hopefully get everybody up and running before 2020. And if you were able to do that, congratulations. But it's not too late. If you wanna get started with your show, yes, you might not be able to get it up before 2020. I actually wouldn't recommend that by the time you're listening to this. But you can get it up within three weeks to a month and even have it at the beginning of the year. Or if you're listening to this in the future, you don't have to wait months, if not a year and a half now, you can get it up in about a month. And I would recommend that even if like technically you can get through my course and have it up and running in a week, but I would recommend three to four weeks so that you can build buzz for it. There's, there's a lot of marketing strategies that I teach in the course. And that's sort of my unique selling proposition, my unique special sauce in the podcasting space is the marketability of your show and, and how to get it found and how to get people to share it and get more listens and, and that sort of stuff. But all this to say, you don't have to be perfect. You shouldn't. You just need to get it out there and it can help improve your communication and you can learn how to tell better stories. You can learn how to craft amazing interviews over time. You just need to get it out there. Every day you don't have it out there is a potential opportunity missed with a person who could one day become a super fan. And you've been waiting, now's the time. And if you wanna get started, I actually have something free for you. The podcast cheat sheet. This is something that I created. Actually, we came out with a new version recently. 
and it walks you through everything you need to know from start to finish to get your show up and running. And it's just a checklist of all the little things you have to check off along the way. And it's not just a single page. There's a few things on there, but it walks you through that process so you don't miss a beat, you don't miss a step. So if you wanna check that out, just go to smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet, all one word. smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet. You could download that and get access to it and hopefully it'll help you out. Now, let's talk about some of the other things that I know are likely going through your mind. You might be thinking, Pat, I need to podcast in a big niche. I'm in a small niche. I'm, I'm very specialized. There's, there's no way or, you know, how could I possibly reach the masses like I need to? First of all, you don't need to have millions of downloads to have an amazing impact on your brand. You just need to put yourself out there and like step up with your voice. That's really what this is, stepping up with your voice to become that leader. And if you are in a more niched area, actually you are at a huge advantage because you likely don't need as many listeners to break through and become the industry leader. I wanna give a big shout out to Phil. Phil Lichtenberger, who is the uh, owner of Scanner School, everything you want to know about the scanner radio hobby. So he's a, a radio, scanner radio hobbyist. Scanner radios are like little devices that sort of look like walkie-talkies, but you could tune into different frequencies for, uh, you know, emergency lines and those sort of things. Like super nerdy, super geeky thing. By the way, recently hit episode 100. Congratulations, Phil. Approaching 100 ratings on Apple, which is super dope. But the coolest thing about this is a message he sent to me and the other students in our Facebook Student Center where he talked about how now he has super fans. Phil, you have super fans who, like you said, are there for every Facebook Live you do, who listen to every episode, who are just showing up, and it's just so amazing, and you're now even getting access to people in the industry. You're getting access to companies who like send you stuff now, which is super cool, so I'm just super proud of you. And so, Scanner Schools. Phil was not the authority when he started, but now he's becoming the authority because of his podcast. I just want to say congratulations to you and keep crushing it. And I love how now you have you have fans of your own because you stepped up and, and, and created a podcast. It's super great. So congratulations to you. So no, you don't have to be in a huge niche to succeed. Actually, you benefit from starting smaller. You can have tighter connections with your group of people, your tribe, your family, your subscribers, followers, customers, your super fans. You have the ability to even complement the bigger brands out there. If you have a specialty, a specialization, you are more able to create a complimentary podcast to somebody else who might be a little bit bigger, thus even potentially getting invited on those shows as a guest because you have a specialty within their bigger space and you can start to attract people with crowds of people that already exist in a more general sense. So if you are, for example, a dog trainer, you might be going, oh man, there's a lot of other dog trainers out there. What, what should I do? Well, what's your specialty? This is actually a true life story. Somebody who I'd once interviewed on Ask Pat we found out that her specialty was training very vicious, very violent dogs, and that was going to be her way of getting into this space by becoming and, and, and being the leader in that space. And so this has then enabled her to get on other people's shows who are much larger, bigger dog trainers because she can have and provide that specialty to their audience and they don't have that specialty. So you can create a complimentary podcast or brand to the bigger ones that are out there. So you actually have a huge advantage being smaller as well. The riches are in the niches, as I like to say, and the advantage of being small. Make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't heard it already. That's a, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but it was a podcast episode that was one of the most popular podcast episodes of 2019 about the advantage of being small. A lot of people also seem that you have to podcast in a 
or you have to have an audience already built. You have to have an email list and that's how you can get started with your podcast. And yes, that's how I started too and it does help you. But no, you can start a podcast from scratch with zero connections, zero email list, zero following and use the podcast to build those things, to build that attraction getting tool for you. And I wanna give a shout out to Sophie Walker. Uh, She sent me a message the other day uh, also just, she continues to blow my mind. She started her podcast from scratch, no email list, no subscribers. Her podcast is called Australian Birth Stories and she interviews mums, M-U-M, because uh, she's in Australia, about their birthing story or their pregnancy story. And many, many, many other moms are listening in because they get encouraged, they get, uh, they, they, they feel like they're not alone and they can hear stories and learn from them and get encouraged. She, oh my gosh, I can't even, I think it's, She's well over a million downloads now and is growing her email list. I even recently heard that there was an agency or some organization that has made listening to her podcast a requirement or a way to get, I think, credits towards something. I, I, I can't remember exactly, but she's crushing it. And, and her show had become, at one point, the number one podcast in kids and family. She keeps updating me on some of the numbers and I'm just super proud of her. So Sophie, if you're listening to this, keep up the great work and way to get started even from scratch. You can do this and several people who are coming into my podcasting course are starting so that they can build that audience and then build a business on top of that. Just so great. And a big shout out also to Melissa Monty who uh, actually had come to one of our podcasting workshops in San Diego and she started her show Mind Love and is now just on this amazing trajectory, speaking on stages, probably gonna write a book one day, if not already, and just, it's her business now. She's getting sponsorships. She's getting, uh, just building her business around the podcast that she started again from scratch. This can happen to you too, people, and I wanna help you. So as we finish up here, just one more thing that I, I wanted to talk about. A lot of people assume that you have to have loads of listeners to monetize your show. And that's not the case. Perhaps if you wanna start with sponsorships and advertising, you need a load of listeners because those advertisers want downloads. They want to see that you have people on the other end. But I think a lot of advertisers are now realizing that the connection that you can build with your listeners is so strong that you don't need those huge numbers anymore. They just wanna know you have quality listeners, targeted listeners in the space, which is why another benefit of the riches in the niches. But even if, you're starting out and you don't have those large numbers yet and you don't have access to advertisers or sponsors. There's several other different kinds of ways that you can monetize. You can monetize through affiliate marketing. So recommending products. And I would actually recommend doing that from day one of your show. You can have affiliate recommendations. Make sure you fully disclose that those are affiliate recommendations uh, and you do get compensated for that. But if you can provide value and share the tools that you use, I mean, you can get compensated on day one. It's not gonna be a lot at the start, but as your show continues to grow, as your listenership continues to hockey stick, you can have people going back to those earlier episodes and you've planted those seeds now, which can now sort of pay you back uh, in the future, which is really amazing. And that's the passive part of this. You're, you're, you're putting in the hard work now to reap in the benefits later. Uh, you can monetize through selling your own stuff, your own programs, your own physical products, your own coaching programs. You can get students coming in. You can monetize by selling people into an event. My good friend, best friend, Chris Ducker and I, that's how we monetized our One Day Business Breakthrough podcast when we were doing that back in the day when we connected more often and were able to meet more in person and hold events in person. We did little 25 to 30 person mastermind groups that we sold just from our podcast alone and that worked out really well. 
or you can even monetize through a model called Patreon. And I've interviewed the founder, Jack Conti, of Patreon. And a lot of podcasters are making money through Patreon now, which is a model. It's more like PBS, paid for by viewers like you type of thing, where your fans can sort of contribute monthly or, or annually to just support you that's outside of advertising and sponsorships, and maybe you give them something else back in return. So anyway, so many things here. I know that perhaps this has juiced you up to get started, and if you wanna get started, I would recommend that you check out my podcast, Cheat Sheet. It's gonna get you in just to know all the things that it's gonna take and just walk you through step-by-step that process in checklist format. So if you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet, that will take you to a place where you can just put in your name and best email. That way I can send that to you immediately. You can read that over during break or for the next week or so, then you can you can get your show started. And I have obviously additional resources to help you if you need it to, which uh, you'll learn about a little bit later. But if you are a student of Power Up Podcasting, thank you for committing, for getting started, for getting your show out there and ultimately helping people. That's why we're doing this because we wanna serve others. And as I always say, your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. And hopefully I've served you today and Team Flynn as we close in on the year here. I just wanna say, if you're making a podcast, a goal for you in 2020, I'm here to serve you. Go to smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet, all one word, slash podcast cheat sheet, and I'm there to help you out. And I look forward to hearing your show and seeing your show right alongside mine up in Apple Podcasts and Google, Spotify, and all the other directories that are gonna come out in the future too. Looking forward to seeing what it does for you and just so proud of all of you and enjoy the holidays, stay safe, and thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate you. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash podcast cheat sheet. Cheers, thanks so much, and Team Flynn for the win. All the best. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.